What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Average Sports Guy Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Christian Crittenden. This is me rocking again solo today. Um, I missed early in the week, so I'm here recording uh, late. But I had to talk about the past weekend of football, which is the best weekend I personally have ever seen. Maybe the best of all time. I'm sure if I say that, somebody's going to come back with a response of some weekend that's been better. But for me personally, that's the best weekend of football I've ever seen. We have four games all decided on the last play of the game. We have three field goals and then one uh, touchdown in, in the final game in the Chiefs and Bills, which was the best football game I've seen in a while. I mean, the, the entire game was good, but the last two minutes was probably the best two minutes of football we will ever see. And I mean, the 25 points scored in the last two minutes in overtime is absolutely insane. Um, scoring back to back to back, uh, really high intense. Me personally, I was uh, at a restaurant watching with uh, some family. So we were watching that game. Um, and then I was we were watching on my phone with the bar behind us. So we were sitting where we couldn't really see the bar unless you turn around. So the bar had the game on. So we were trying to fight the urge of, to turn around to see what happened before it happened because my phone was a little bit behind, maybe. 10 or 15 seconds or so um so we were <laughs> fighting the urge to um look back and see but still what was a very good football game we saw the future of the league on display and what may have been the end for for two of the better quarterbacks um of all time and definitely two of the better quarterbacks of the generation tom brady and aaron Rodgers both losing Rodgers lost on Saturday at the hands of the 49ers, and Brady lost the game earlier at the hands of the um, Los Angeles Rams led by Matthew Stafford. So we get to get that game in a bit. But we definitely saw the future on display in this game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Patrick Mahomes, what can you say about him that hasn't been said already? The guy is just, he's magic when he touches the football. He was 33 of 44, 378, three touchdowns. I think he had over 100 yards after the last two minutes of the game in overtime. That was just insane. Josh Allen, though, he, that dude, is a, he's really good. He's he's He does it all. He 27-37, 329, four touchdowns. He had uh, 11 carries for 68 yards on the ground. He is essentially their run game or was their run game on that day. He connected with Gabe Davis four times, who had eight catches for 201 and four touchdowns. And Allen really going – so this kind of all started the Chiefs they were up I want to say 23 they had like I think I, I had to go back and check the exact score but they had 23 um 23 21 they had a chance to go up big with a touchdown they got a little too cute on third down and um it led to a field goal which was about 26 21 the Bills came down and what was a flash uh fourth and 13 they converted and it was a touchdown to Gabe Davis and then right back, the Chiefs answer with the touchdown from Tyreek Hill. Dude's an absolute monster when he touches the football. Speed Demon, he, he scored. The Bills scored another one. Gabe Davis scored a touchdown with 13 seconds left. So at that point, you're watching like, all right, this is over with. There's no way. There's no way they come back, right? Wrong. The Chiefs did two plays with three timeouts to get in field goal range. I don't know what the Bills were doing. The court, the coverage they were playing was just absolutely awful. Allowed um, Tyreek Hill to get a catch, get the yards, and then Travis Kelsey as well. And... um get a field goal range kick the field goal Chiefs win the the coin toss to go down the field and score game over now there's been a lot of talk about whether or not the overtime rule should be changed personally I don't think so because 
that's just a game of football. The game can end on a defensive score, but because if we think about it, the defense has just well not not, not just as much of a chance to score, but they do have a chance to score in the game. The game can end on a touchdown, defense or offense. Just can't end on a field goal. So if you're the Bills defense, who had uh, all year number one defense in the league, everyone's been saying they're number one defense in the league. They had several chances to stop the Chiefs. They took a lead, they gave up on a touchdown to Tyreek Hill. Took another lead, gave up with 13 seconds to go, and they had a chance to stop in overtime. So they had three chances to stop the the Chiefs and couldn't do it. They also could have just held the Chiefs to a field goal, couldn't do it. So while their defense was gas, what do you think about the Chiefs defense? They they were gas too. So I mean, yes, whoever won the game whoever won the coin toss ended up winning this game but that's not always the case we've seen ties in overtime we've seen um you know both teams get a shot and the team that won the toss and got the ball first ended up winning after they get a stop so defense is a part of the game we can't act like it's not so we can't just say change the rules because the other team didn't get a chance in overtime when the bills had several chances to close the game out in regulation and overtime they didn't get a stop they didn't hold him to a field goal. That's on them. I'm not changing the overtime much for that. I'm sorry. I know it sucks that Josh Allen didn't get, get another shot, but Josh Allen did his job on the day. He kept putting his team in chances to win. He put his team in the lead twice in the last two minutes, and the defense couldn't hold. That's not on him. So um, it's unfortunate, but defense is a part of the game. Defense got to step up and play better. Just simple as that. Now, we'll get into that game in a second when we get to their opponent. Going to go work backwards. So, the second game, the first game of Sunday was the Rams and the um, the Bucks. And I tweeted during the game that Matthew Stafford sent Tom Brady in overtime, so props to him. I mean, he sent him into retirement, so props to him. But they got a little shaky for a bit. The Rams fumbled the ball several times, giving the Bucks a chance to get back in the game. And that they did. They tied it up late on Leonard Fournette touchdown on fourth and one. But Stafford did what he has done before. Not in the playoffs before, but in the regular season, he's led a comeback. He had two big passes to Cooper Cup, and they got in field goal range with a little bit. That's 10 seconds left or so. Spiked the ball about five seconds ago, and then ultimately, that was the game. Matt Gay came in for a field goal and knocked it down. Now, I will say this. I won't get back into all the games. I mean, they're kind of old. So, But I will say, I will give credit to Stafford. I never thought Stafford was a bad quarterback. And when I said I was on a hate watch, I was stri strictly on the hate watch because people were just acting like he didn't have any fault in what happened in Detroit, which he did. And I can even admit that it was mostly the Lions. I'm not even denying that, but we can't act like he didn't have a fault. But to his credit, he played really well. He's been playing extremely well during the playoffs so far, two games. I don't know. I mean, it kind of lowers the bar when you, you see the Lions and, and the guy wins two playoff games and now it's a, he's just the greatest quarterback of all time. But credit to him going out and playing playing, playing well and beating Tom Brady and probably sent him into retirement so props to Stafford they got another game this week against the 49ers we'll get to that in a second but one more test for Stafford and the Rams uh they passed he passed his first two this playoffs we'll see if he can pass his third one and the team this would be the third time the Rams and the Niners play more on that in a second all right so on those Niners they sunk Aaron Rodgers and uh the anti-vax Rodgers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a weirdo too, by the way. Saying everyone hated him because of his vax status. Maybe that is the truth. Maybe people didn't want to see him lose because of his vax status. But he just makes you not like him. He, he plenty of players have went unvaccinated and it was fine. No one said anything about them. No, it was cool. But he just had to make it all about him. And oh yeah, I'm immunized. He tried to manipulate, not manipulate, but he tried to, you know, fool people and saying yeah, uh, well. The, to think it be he was vaccinized, he was immunized, 
but he said if you were asked if I was vaccinated, he would have said, no, why don't you just come out and say that you weren't vaccinated? Immunized. Okay, whatever. So some people may have been watching to see him lose. I just, I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. But when can we start to say that he may be a bit overrated? He's won one Super Bowl. He's had several chances to go back to the Super Bowl. Hasn't done it. He's had home field advantage in the, in the, in the NFC several times. Hadn't taken advantage of it. So, at some point, you got to call a spade a spade and just say that maybe he's overrated. I mean, the defense did all they were supposed to do. They held the 49 13 points in the game. Uh, six points, really, by the defense because there was a defensive, a special team touchdown. So, the defense did his job, and Aaron Rodgers put up 10 points. They made some throws in that game. And I know the, the numbers, the numbers, the stat line say, oh, he was 20 of 29. But this, there were drops, but he missed. He Sometimes he missed open receivers going, you know, making different passes. This is the last play of the game. Well, not the last play of the, play of the game. One of the last plays of the game. He threw a deep ball to Devontae Adams, who double covered, double covered. But Lazard ran open in the middle of the field, and he didn't hit him. He missed him. Missed that one. Josh Norman, who was, who was washed up at this point in his career, I'm sorry. Josh Norman is not the same guy he wants that he was when he's with the Panthers. They're in a Super Bowl run. He came in the game. He talked to Devontae Adams and missed that throw when Adams was open. So, I mean, there were throws in the game that he didn't make. And I'm sorry, at some point, the quarterback has to take the blame when you only score 10 points. You keep saying, give me a receiver, give me this and that. But, God, you got to make guys better, man. I'm sorry. 10 points in a game? That's, that's unacceptable, and it's just not going to cut it. So, Rodgers... Probably won't be in Green Bay next year. And if I'm Green Bay, do I even want him back? I, we, we've, we've had chances and chances and chances to get to, to back to the Super Bowl with home field advantage, and we haven't done it. So is he really the guy? Can he can he finally take some blame? Uh, he should he should shoulder a lot of the blame in this loss. He really should. So maybe time for him and Green Bay to move on. And I know they, they've been blessed to have Favre and Rodgers back-to-back, but at a certain point, you got to move on. And the, the first game of the weekend was the Titans and the Bengals. Now, I didn't think the Bengals would have a chance in this one just because they wouldn't be able to stop the run. And I thought the Titans would try to pound the rock with Derrick Henry, but it didn't, didn't seem that way. The Bills actually did a really good job of limiting him and not letting him get... I know it was his first game back, but they did a really good job on him. So I'll give him credit for that. And, of course, Joe Burrow is is cerebral. He is uh, really, really good. I mean, the dude was sacked nine times in the game and kept fighting and still found a way to win a football game. I know it's a playoff game, but if I'm sacked nine times, I'm sorry. I don't know how much how much longer I want to keep fighting for these guys. I know they're trying, man, but goodness, y'all can't keep me upright. He didn't throw a touchdown in the game. He was 28-37 for 348 yards. He connected with Jamar Chase for uh, five times for 109 yards. Jamar Chase had a really had a really, really big catch and run in the first quarter in that game as well. So... That was part of it. Defensively, they held they held Derrick Henry in check. 20 carries for 62 yards, 3.3 yards a carry, one touchdown. I mean, considering how good Derrick Henry normally is, that's pretty good on the ground. Deontay Foreman had four carries for 66 yards. Now, I may have would have would have rolled the high hand a little bit. I know Henry's in your, you know your your go-to, your your star, but if Foreman's hot, I, he's the one that's got me this far. Why Henry's out? So I may. Ride him a little more and, and see how, see what he can give me. But they didn't do that. Ryan Tannehill, I think it's time Tennessee moves on. And maybe they, they targeted Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback that wants to get out of Green Bay. And, I mean, they have a team ready for a Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe that's a shot. Tannehill was 15-24, 220 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. And they lost the game because of him. But I can't blame it all on him because it was pretty poor clock management, if I'm being honest. It, they got the ball with it. 
for the two minute warning. They ran the play, got the two minute warning, and they were like, not. There was no. There was no hurry from them. There was no sense of urgency. They were just playing it. So when they threw the ball in third and five, I was really confused as to why they were throwing the ball. Just play for overtime because it seemed like what they were gonna do. Tannehill throws the ball. The receiver can't make the play, and it's picked off. The Bengals one play. Burrow to Chase. Chase gets behind a defender. Gets in field goal range, and that's all she wrote. The kicker, McPherson, he said, looks like we're going to the AFC title game. Nailed the kick, and the Bengals are in the AFC title game. Wow. So for a team that hadn't won a, a playoff game in uh, a few decades to now the AFC championship game on a magical ride, and, I mean, they, they have a shot at beating the Chiefs. They had to play perfect because when you're playing against the Chiefs, you, I mean – as you see, they scored with 13 seconds left to go in the game, so they're never out of it. But they're gonna they're gonna be perfect. Gonna be, have to be perfect. I'll get to that game in a second. But back to Tannehill, they 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 may have to move on from him. It's time. Derrick Henry only has so long, and it's in his prime. AJ Brown is really good, but he's banged up. They got Julio Jones, but we know Julio's banged up. I mean, if he plays eight games next year, it'd be a miracle. So if I'm if I'm Tennessee, I'm moving on from Tannehill. I, I have to. I can't keep wasting Derrick Henry. I can't keep wasting this roster. They have a, a, a really good defense, pass rush that is really good. You got to look at the other options, man. Tennessee Tannehill's been good for him so far, but Saturday was not a good day, and honestly, inexcusable performance. Throwing three interceptions. I know there were a couple um, drops by receivers, but still, not 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 gonna cut it. Now on to the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. First up, we have the Bengals and the Chiefs now. Like I was just saying, the Bengals, they're going to have to play perfect if they want to win this football game just because the Chiefs are so damn good. Offensively, they're good. Defensively, they're not terrible. They got shredded last week, but Josh Allen's a really good quarterback, and I don't know what the hell Steve Spagnuolo does on defense. He calls some of the weirdest coverages you'll ever see, and he sticks in the same one, too. It's like he never makes adjustment, doesn't disguise anything. It's kind of infuriating to watch, but... Joe Burrow, man, he is—he's cerebral as well. I mean, the dude is really, really good. He—he he just finds a way. His team feeds off of him. He's tough. He's a competitor. Even back going back to LSU, the dude has just always been tough. You can never count him out. I got Jamar Chase is his number one, is his go-to guy that was also his go-to in college. So They may have a shot. They may have a shot. But like I said, they're going to have to be perfect. If you're the Chiefs, you cannot leave Jamar Chase one-on-one because he will burn your corners and burn them badly. So they uh, have to be careful there. The run game with Mixon could be a problem as well. Ultimately, I think the Chiefs win it because they're at home. There's a better team here, and, and Mahomes is, is playing for another Super Bowl. So ultimately, I think the Chiefs do win it. But look for the look for the Bengals to fight and keep it tough. I don't think they'll be blown out. I mean, if you get sacked nine times, you still find a way to win a football game. You got a really good team. Or not to say you got a good team, not a good offensive line, but a really good quarterback. So the Bengals are going to make some noise in this one. Ultimately, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, they'll pull away late, but it's going to be a tight one for a little bit. And now to the NFC Championship game. Matthew Stafford has a chance to make it to the Super Bowl one year. In, in the first year after leaving the Detroit Lions and in, in what – you know, I mean, Lions, we know the franchise isn't good. Call it what it is. Stafford gets a new team, and he's extremely insulated. He has OBJ. He has Cooper Cup. The defense, Von Miller. 
Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, they surround him with all the weapons he needs, and they got him everything he needs to win. And he's he's performing at a really high level, so I, I will give him credit for that. He's he's doing really well. The play he made in the game last week was superb. I can't hit on him. Just let's see if he can get it done this week. The 49ers have been the Rams' kryptonite for the past six games because they're, the 49ers are on a six-game winning streak. The 49ers wouldn't even be in the playoffs if it wasn't for Stafford throwing an interception on the last play of the game, on the last play of the regular season for these two teams, for the 49ers to get in the playoffs. So they rode this wave. Jimmy G, though, he's going to have to be a lot better in this game if, he, if they want a chance to win. I know it was cold last week, but goodness gracious, man, that was not good. The offense didn't score a single touchdown. They, all they had was field goals. He threw a pick in the red zone. That's not going to cut it. Now, we know what Debo Samuels is going to bring you. We know he is a weapon that Kyle Shanahan can deploy anyway. He's he put him in the backfield. He's put him in the slot. He's put him outside. He's really done it all for the 49ers so far. And honestly, the reason they've gotten to this point, because Jimmy was 11 and 19 last week with 131 in the pick. Not good at all. Uh, Debo is a second leading rusher, 10 carries for 39 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 17 carries for 53 yards. So now it's going to be nice and warm in the dome. So Jimmy should play a lot better this week. But if he's going to have to match Stafford, he's not going to out- – if Stafford is playing the way he's played the first two games, there's no way he outduels him in a one-on-one battle. So defensively, the thing that helps the 49ers is they can get a pass rush to their front four that they don't have to blitz, which Stafford does well against blitzes. But when you can just rush and get pressure on them, not so, not as much. He doesn't do as well. Like you look at last game, for instance, he they jumped out to a seventeen nothing lead, and they struggled. They didn't score in the second half. The game ended twenty to seventeen. So, whatever adjustments the 49ers made that day, they were really good. They they work. I just got to go with the Rams in this one. Simply, if there's a team that can beat them, obviously it's the 49ers because they've done it six times in a row. But it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. That is really hard. But like I said, if any team can do it. It's the 49ers, but I'm going Rams, Chiefs to both win this this season, this weekend, I'm sorry, and end up in the Super Bowl in two weeks uh, in L.A. So this will be the second year in a row that a team has – just going off if the Rams win, this will be the second year in a row that a team has played at home in the Super Bowl. But the Rams don't have any fans, so much so. I mean, they don't have any fans. And they let you know this when they put, a, uh, <laughs> they put out a mandate limiting where tickets can be bought. They only allowed on on well on the Ticketmaster. They only allowed for the excuse me. They've only allowed for the tickets to be purchased in like the greater uh, Los Angeles area. Not knowing that I'm sure the 49ers have plenty of fans in that area, so uh, not necessarily going to guarantee it works. And once the resale, once the tickets are sold. They're going to buy a resale. And this probably like upset the 49er fans even more to make them want to make this uh, a red. I mean, they're going to wear the red. They're going to show out. They're going to make their noise. Uh, Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, got to go on her podcast a few weeks ago and tell everyone what a silent count was and that it was so loud loud um, and so far that uh, Stafford had to use a silent count at home. So I, I know they want to avoid Stafford using a silent count at home. For those of you who don't know, a silent count is what they don't call hike. And uh, they Sometimes they use hand motions, and or they just know, you know, they do other, um, they have other methods of, of going about a silent count. So in case you didn't know that, I hope you did know it. But anyway, um, Stafford should have a pretty big day. The 49ers secondary has been banged up. Rodgers had a you know solid day, but 
once again, the 49ers find a way to win. I think their magic runs out this weekend, though, as the Rams make it to the Super Bowl to face the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl, but we got plenty of time to talk about that between now and then. One more piece of news, the Saints head coach, Sean Payton, has stepped down. He stepped away. No one knows yet if he's going to fully retire or he's just stepping away for just a little bit to get a break. Mm, we'll see. Somebody threw out there earlier that he can go to the Cowboys, which honestly would be hilarious to me <laughs> if he wants to coach the Cowboys. But he's probably going to sit out a year, take some time away, and then he may get back into it if the right offer comes. But I, it's going to have to be a team that's already made to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, he's not going to go through a rebuild. Well, let me ask you guys, and you can let me know how you feel about this. Is Sean Payton really a good coach? Is he overrated? Because they won the Super Bowl back in 2007, 2009, and they haven't won one since. So, how good is really Sean? How good is he? They've always had, you know, a really good offense, but they haven't gotten back to Super Bowl, and that's when you're on an elite level or say say you're elite, that's how you judge winning Super Bowls and making it to Super Bowls. And the Saints just haven't been. They've had chances over the past few years. They let Drew Brees and his noodle arm go out there and blow playoff chances for him. They got the quarterback position wrong when Drew Brees left, and they decided to go with a combination of Trevor Simeon um, and Taysom Hill after Jameis Wilson got injured this year. And Jameis actually wasn't doing a bad job. They had a lot of injuries. They had injuries at receiver, but I think Sean Payton knows that they have a really – they're, they're in salary cap hill. It's just not working out for him, so he's going to step away for a bit, and he doesn't want to go through rebuild. And I understand that. He's an older guy. He's been a, a coach for the Saints for 15 years, so I I wouldn't want to go through a rebuild either. So we'll see where Sean Payton ends up in the future. I think Dallas or there's going to be a team next year that's, that's close to the Super Bowl, has really good talent, thinks they're close to the Super Bowl, and they're going to hire him. Now, I could see him maybe trying Denver, that's how they were to get a quarterback. They were able to get Aaron Rodgers or get another guy out there, quarterback Deshaun Watson, if he's cleared, or if they can get Russell Wilson. Maybe they can give Sean Payton a call because they have some really talented weapons on offense. They have a good running back in Williams. They have um, Cortland Sutton, excuse me, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant. They have really good weapons on offense. And that's a team that inserts Sean Payton in his uh, offensive creativity. Maybe it'll do a few things. So keep an eye on Denver, depending on if they're able to get the quarterback position right. Or he may just sit out for a year and decide to, he doesn't want to coach anymore. He can get a TV job, which is super easy. They pay a lot of money. Why not? So just something to think about. Uh, so I've, I know I've been kind of football heavy the last few weeks. So I'll definitely get some basketball in, in the future. Just football has been really, really good. College football ended, but the NFL obviously always ends – in February with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl used to be the first weekend, Fe- weekend in February. Now it's the second. Been pushed back a bit due to the addition of the extra game in the NFL. No harm, no foul. Everyone's still going to watch the Super Bowl because it's expected to be a really good matchup. We'll either get a 49ers Bengals, which would be not so great for ratings. Football fans will watch, but the casual fan probably wouldn't watch just because they won't really know much about either players on any team. I'm pretty sure most people know Patrick Mahomes. So if Patrick Mahomes gets in, no matter if it's against the 49ers, which if it's the 49ers, we get a rematch of a Super Bowl a few years ago when Patrick Mahomes got his first win um, against the 49ers, or we can get 
Rams Chiefs, which I'm sure everyone will lot would love due to the high powered offenses offenses. Or we can get a Rams and Bengals, which yeah, that probably wouldn't uh have a nice draw. <laughs> Just because the Rams don't have any fans and the Bengals cute story, but if you're I mean, unless you're a diehard football fan, you're not gonna know much about um either players on either team. So here's to a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, although secretly I kinda want the 49ers to win. I can't say why. You're gonna call me a hater again. But uh whatever matchup we get, I'm gonna enjoy the Super Bowl. No matter what. Alright, that's gonna just about do it for me today. Nice and quick. Be sure to follow me um on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram at Chris underscore crit with two T's. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're gonna listen to the podcast. So everywhere, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, wherever you wanna find us, we are there. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.